This is a Woodside Church podcast. It's my privilege to introduce our preacher this morning. It's someone that most in the room will know and is getting to know very well. It's a man called Adrian Horner. Uh, it's great to have Adrian and Corrine with us. Uh, Adrian is based, and Corrine are based in Kettering, a church called Open Door in Kettering. But we've asked Adrian, particularly this year, to uh, help us and serve us in the area of life in the spirit. And because we're looking at the, our DNA series, uh, Tim did uh, being a people of the word. Today we're going to be doing people of the spirit. So uh, we wanted, I wanted to ask Adrian to lead this time uh, to really further equip us. It's been great to have Adrian with us. Many of us are getting to know him. Uh, he's got a great prophetic gift and we really want to welcome him as he brings God's word to us. Let's, shall we bring him an applause? Thanks, Martin. Thank you. Morning, everybody. How are you doing? Can I just say, uh, what are we, I don't know, seven, six, seven months in of working with Martin, Tim, the elders and the team, I just want to say thank you, Woodside. I've loved connecting with you. Corinne and I have loved serving with you. We've loved seeing the life in the spirit. We've loved your encouragement. And I particularly just want to honour and thank the elders. Talking about DNA, you understand, is a really precious, uh, shaping opportunity. And so I just thank you, Martin. I want to do a good job this morning as we talk about DNA and and recognise the the elders are shaping Woodside uh, in a a flow of what God is speaking. And so I want to serve them this morning and serve you. So open our hearts to the Spirit. Um, let's open our hearts to God um, as, as I talk. Uh, we're going to put our fingers in a couple of places uh, in the Old Testament. I'll tell you about those uh, shortly. But just, just one thing that strikes me, you know, DNA, where does DNA come from? It comes from our parents. And uh, when we're talking about spiritual DNA, where does it come from? It comes from our king. And I want to encourage you as you hear and you've been looking at the DNA of Woodside, notice that all of these come from him. So as we talked last week about word and spirit, uh, today's spirit, DNA of the word and spirit comes from Jesus. And was Jesus ever in conflict with himself? Was Jesus ever like wrestling, you know, half of him, that would be like schizophrenia, wouldn't it? He would be like, oh, trying to juggle himself. Actually, word and spirit, friends, are not in competition, okay? They flow together, the word and the spirit, they're like inseparable, Okay? They were inseparable. Jesus was the word. He spoke the word. He also said, actually, that my words are spirit and they are life. And he wasn't like, oh, no, which, which bit am I today? And I just want to feel, I want to break something. Don't ever define yourself, well, I'm a word man. I'm, I'm a spirit man. I'm, I'm a word. Actually, because we want to be Jesus people, don't we? And Jesus was word and spirit. And don't ever define ourselves, even as a church, I put it to you. Well, we're a word church. And, no, we're a spirit. Actually, if we're following Jesus, we're both. And we're not in tension because the spirit is ignited by the word. And the word flows from the, from the spirit. So let me. Sh- what, what, are you, what, can you, what can you see here? What, what can you see? Okay. So some of you might say, okay, I see rubbish. I see a screwed up bit of paper. But uh, 
Actually, what is it? It's also a clean bit of paper. And maybe this morning, you are here, we are worshipping, you're listening, and you say, actually, that defines me. I want to tell you that the Word of God and the Spirit of God, if you are in Christ, this defines you. Okay, so how does the, the Word says, Adrian, you are a new creation. I think, oh, I'm, a, I'm wrinkly and screwed up and creased. The Word says you're without stain or blemish. And then the Holy Spirit comes and takes the words that I've read and read and suddenly, ah, I see it. Hey, I'm a new creation. Have you ever had that? The Spirit comes on the written word and suddenly we realize, oh, that's my identity. And friends, as we talked this morning about being a people of the power of the Spirit, imagine being a people full of the Spirit like uh, this. Okay, I'm a crumpled piece of paper but filled with God. Okay, imagine as we flow in prophecy, a gift I love to see released in churches, and, but we feel like this. Jesus says, actually, you're my creative masterpiece. Ephesians says, you're my masterpiece. You're my poem created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Jesus says, you're like this. So friends, as I talk and want to release the Holy Spirit on us, know that this is your identity as an individual and as a church. Not this. Not this. You're a new creation. So I want to have two, look at two... Uh, pictures in the Bible. I want to leave you with two images uh, about the Spirit. And so one is from, or they're both in Ezekiel. Uh, If you've uh, ever read Ezekiel uh, in the Old Testament, he was one of the prophets. Uh, He acted out a whole bunch of stories, uh, parables, if you like, like lying on his side and and making holes in walls and things. But he also uh, had some amazing visions of the glory of God. And uh, one of them uh, we'll look at in Ezekiel 37, if you want to find it on your phone uh, in the book, one of these. And uh, one of the other stories is in Ezekiel 47. So Ezekiel 37 and Ezekiel 47, uh, we'll dip into uh, in a minute. But for me, my story, perhaps like you, I was brought up in a Christian household, I followed Jesus, but there was no power in my life, there was no... When I read the New Testament, and it was a million miles away from life. But as I met a friend who said, you need to be filled with the Spirit, and he laid his hands on me, I found that God's power came. And as he prayed for me, uh, it's like God's liquid love filled my heart. And up into my heart bubbled a desire. God, I feel like I want to worship you. No one ever told me that, okay, you lift your hands. I just felt like, Father, I just delight. And as he prayed for me and I felt God's love and power in me, I found a boldness to read my Bible at work. You might have heard before, I kept it in a bag before and hope nobody noticed. But now I read it in the lunchtime. And as I found the Holy Spirit filling me, I thought, I want to pray in languages. I want to pray in tongues. No one told me, but I just desired it. And God, I want to prophesy. Where did that come from? It wasn't reading any books. So it was just like the Holy Spirit started to stir up. And friends, all that I'm talking about this morning is just that. Being filled, being immersed in the Holy Spirit. And it releases a power. It releases grace. It releases ignition in our lives. And maybe you're trying to muddle through the Christian by trying hard. 
Um, I tried hard, and it, didn't, it was a bit powerless, to be honest. But as God's spirit came in me, wow, I found the whole thing came alive. And actually, as I looked in the Bible, I realized the whole Bible is a story of God's power coming on people. And actually, as you look at the people, none of them had it all together. I find that really comforting, don't you? Actually, every single one of them was foiled in one way or other. But God's power on them came and they achieved much. Being a people of power enables God to be at work in us. Oh, thank you, God. And that frees me this morning. I hope it frees you too. God on us is the answer, not us trying to get better. Say, God, come and live in us. So Genesis 1, the story of God's presence, he's over all creation. God's presence dwelling, it's perfect. God's dwelling with Adam and Eve and there's a partnership that then they step out of and it gets fractured and we can read through the Old Testament just the fracture and the decay and the chaos that happens. But this presence keeps bubbling up. God encounters a man called Moses in a bush that's burning but not burning. And the presence of God, he says, is going to lead you, Moses, and you're going to lead millions of people out of Egypt. And they follow a fire, a pillar, and they follow a cloud, God's presence. And God speaks to Moses up a mountain and says, I want you to build a tent. And it's so many feet wide and long, and it gives immense detail. And God says, I'm going to meet you, Moses, in that tent. And God's presence came and lived in this tabernacle. Everyone could see it, but Moses got to taste it. We say, Moses, what did God say? And we'd have to find him to to know that, because, wow, it happened to one, and the many just just watched. And then there's this presence filling a temple that a guy called David and his son Solomon plan and build. And God's presence filled it so much, like a building like this. The presence of God was so strong, they couldn't get in. I think, what does that look like, God? But there was something tangible, God's presence. And then prophets started to speak. Hey, this presence is going to run like a river. And it's going to be poured out, not just in a temple in Jerusalem, but on all nations. And everyone scratched their head and think, what can that mean? Jesus came. And he said, the presence of God is in me. The spirit of God is on me. But there's something more coming. People are still, the disciples are, what does he mean? Jesus says, wait for some power. I'm going back to the Father. After his death and resurrection, he ascended to to heaven. And he said, wait, a power's coming. They waited, and then the Spirit came, Pentecost. You might have heard, and there's like tongues of fire, flickering fire, and a wind that blows. And they are filled with the Spirit, and they speak in languages. They go out onto the street, and thousands are added. The first church served. I mean, what an amazing time. The presence of God was poured out, but still in Jerusalem. But then a persecution came, and they were scattered, and they went into places like modern-day Turkey and planted churches, and then into Greece, and then further into Italy. The the presence of God was poured out. They were astounded, not just on Jewish people anymore, but on people like you and I, people who've, uh, uh, not Jews, Gentiles, the Bible calls us, people outside the law of God, but now we've been brought in, and now the Spirit fills. Isn't that amazing? You and I, the Spirit of God fills us. In the Old Testament, the Spirit of God was accessible by one, but visible to many. Now through Jesus, through one, the Spirit is accessible to many. 
Isn't that amazing? Before it was one. We think, what was it like, Moses? Now you and I, and I invite you, taste and see. Come and receive more of God's spirit. If you are looking, maybe you are, are searching, is this Christianity? I'm trying to keep the list. Actually, friends, let me invite you. A relationship to Jesus and the power of his spirit on you. That's the way through. So I celebrate this DNA of Woodside, the word and the spirit dwelling. Jesus, come and dwell in us. So let's look at these two illustrations. So Ezekiel 37, I'll I'll tell you the story. A prophet, he he has a vision. He goes into the vision and in the vision is a valley. Imagine a field after a battle full of bodies and limbs. This prophet goes into a valley full of bones, scattered bones. And the bones are just heaped and he's led up and down and he's seeing and he's in a culture that bones are unclean. Bones are, if, you, if I get near bones, it ruins my relationship with God. So he's, he's really offended. God says, what do you see? He says, I just see bones. Where have those bones come from? Bones that have come from people. Bones that had come from an army of God, but they had... They'd stepped away from God's goodness and his presence and chose their own way. And God says to him, prophet Ezekiel, I want you to prophesy. I want you to speak to the bones. And I want you to command the bones to come together. And so he does. Bones come together and the bone, there's a rattling and the bones come together. You might have heard of the song, Dem Bones, Dem Bones. Okay, that, that's, that's, that's where it's from. Uh, the bones come together and then the, he says prophesy and the skin comes on. And God says again, prophesy to the four winds, let the breath of God come. And I want to speak to you this morning as Woodside, but also us as individuals. God, let the bones come together and let the breath of God come and fill the bones. Because as Ezekiel watched, the bones stood up and became an army. An army. How did it start? It started by prophesying to the bones. Friends, when God gets you to speak and pray over something, even if it's bones... Look what his breath can do. It raises up an army. So what are you praying for? Your son, we heard this morning. Okay, a grandson. God, hear us. It feels like I'm praying to the bone. I'm, I'm praying about bones. Will they ever come together? God says, speak the spirit. Speak life. And friends, part of being word and spirit is that when we get to speak God's words, there's a creative power. There's a creative power in God's words. There's a creative power in the name of Jesus. There's a creative power in the breath of God in our lives. God, come. That's why it's so important. We're not going to reach the rest of Bedford by having some good strategy and trying very hard. Actually, we reach by saying, God, fill the bones. God, breathe on us. God, stir our hearts. God, join us. God, raise up an army. An army that's filled with the breath of God. Is, is a sense of purpose. Hey, we were bones. We were just like a heap of bones. But now the breath of God has entered us to say, we've been renewed. What was lost, because they were an army, what was lost has now been reignited. And I want to speak over you in Woodside. What some of you feel that we've lost 
I want to honor the elders of saying, Adrian, come and stir up the spirit. We want to see the spirit of life. And I know some of you felt, oh, something was lost. Actually, God says, let there be life in bones. Let there be life in bones. Let there be life in your small groups. Let there be life in the teens and the kids. Let there be life in Project 41. Let the breath of God fill the worship team. Let the breath of God fill us. Woodside, and then we rise, a rattling, and the flesh, and then we're an army. Isn't that amazing? When the Spirit of God comes, see, I like the Spirit of God. I love the presence of God, and we can, you know, we we can get, it can get a bit gooey. When the Spirit of God comes on bones, it's an army, friends. Your Spirit fills us, not so we feel tingly, although we might, but it calls us to be an army. Jesus says to his disciples, wait in Jerusalem until the power comes. Not so that they would feel, oh, wasn't that a fun morning when those flames come? No, so that you're an army. And thousands were added. And we can read through Acts and it just ripples out. Not because of some shakes. Although, oh yeah, come Lord, but because of the fire of God in them, the power of God. Friends, do you sense an urgency? I want to urge you. This is not some theological point. When does the Spirit come? Friends, are you filled with the Spirit? That's the question. Are you filled? Paul comes to the Ephesian church and he says, this new, uh, before the Ephesian church, he comes to some new believers and says, are you filled with the Spirit? Now, I don't know who'd been discipling them because they said, uh, what's the Holy Spirit? <laughs> and Paul must have gone, ah! And he told them about the Spirit. He told them about baptism in water. told them about following Jesus and repentance. He laid his hands on them. They were filled with the Spirit, spoke in tongues and prophesied. Friends, it's, it's vital. It's vital, the Spirit of God alive in us. Alive in us. So in Ezekiel 47, he has another vision now. He sees a river flowing from a throne. And as the river flows, you may know that the passage, the river gets wider and it gets deeper. And initially, uh, he can like splash in it with his feet. But uh, then he starts, and the river okay, it becomes so wide that you can't cross. And the river becomes so deep, I'm going to have to swim. Friends, the Spirit of God is a river, is a river. And again, I want to launch, I want to say, God, let the river of God flow in our lives in Woodside. Friends, if you have been saved, you've been added to an army, and you've been added to a river, a river of God that flows. Not some, oh Lord, you know. I just to have a drink from you. Actually, you've been, you've been commissioned. This is a commissioning morning to be filled with the Spirit and to flow with the Spirit. Now, Jesus said, now where's this in the New Testament? Jesus says, anyone who believes in me, if you're thirsty, come to me. And you believe in me, you'll receive the Holy... Uh, uh, streams of living water will flow. Streams of living will, will flow from within him. By this, he meant the Holy Spirit whom those who believed in him would later receive. Jesus promised a stream. And friends, I want to encourage you, when we come together this morning, each of our individual streams, look what the river is. 
And this river is bigger than, okay, it only happens in Woodside at 9 a.m. Actually, it happens across town. It happens in your office tomorrow. The river of God is there because you're there. The river of God is in the youth work in Project 41 that happens outside this building. Friends, is that the river that you've been caught into? Or have you been sold, me in my small corner, or you in your small corner and I in mine? God wants to break open the river of God. The DNA of this power of the spirit, friends, takes us out. And that's scary. Because it takes us into places where we feel, I feel a bit uncomfortable. But that's the very place where we need the spirit. Friends, this pouring out the spirit wasn't, wasn't really about so we could have some nice songs and some feel happy. Although it does. It isn't really about just so, what gift can I have? It's about a flow of the Spirit on mission to the ends of the earth. Jesus said, you see, about this power, and you'll be my witnesses on Sunday mornings. (laughs) In Acts 1, Jesus says, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, your hometown, Judea, your home region, Samaria, okay, look, like with people that are near, but not quite the same. And to the ends of the earth, the river of God flows. And this river that Ezekiel sees, it does flow. And he finds this, okay, it's like salt water becomes fresh. Friends, some of you are in your workplace to turn salt water to fresh. By the way you release the spirit of kindness, the way you release the spirit, maybe you get in early and you pray. Maybe you get in early and uh, you say, God, is there anyone that you want me to speak to? So I met someone yesterday. He was telling a story. He, he was with his kids and read a miracle about Jesus healing ears. He went to work the next day and somebody said, oh, I've got a bad ear. And so the guy thought, oh, no, is that the time? And ran away and thought, oh, have you had those moments? I thought, oh, yeah, I've had those moments too. He thought, Oh, but he just felt nudging, nudging. Eventually, he summed up courage. He spoke to the guy and said, he's not a Christian at all. I know you've got a bad ear. Can I pray? The guy said, yeah, cool. I mean, you know, let's feel the power and stuff. People were happy for that. So he prayed uh, and nothing might seem to happen. And then, you know, oh, it was half-term holiday. He went to work on the Monday after the guy came running up to him. He said, you would never guess what? What was he said that evening my just stuff started to come out of my ear sand and gunk and I can hear in my ear and they go oh thank you Jesus that's why you and I have been put in these places that the river of God flows and this river that flows in Ezekiel it talks about there being many fish and God is releasing in Woodside this evangelistic flow to catch fish as I woke this morning, I saw like a silver net come down. I thought, what was that? You know, it's just like you're waking in imagination. And I felt like God's saying, he's giving you a silver net. And it's a silver net. And what's that about, Lord? I feel like it's a lightweight net. A lightweight net. If, if the net is really heavy, even before you start, oh, that's hard work. I feel like God is going to give you a lightness, but a fruitfulness in seeing fish caught so those of you that are evangelistic, would you stand up? If you have a love to share your faith, would you stand up right now? So I want to pray for you that the Spirit of God comes on you. Okay, Whether you call yourself evangelist, you love trying to get Jesus into conversations. 
Okay? Yeah. There's a heart. I'm always looking for a way to make Jesus famous. Whether it's at the... Probably not in a church because evangelism needs to happen. So the rest of us, will we pray? Because as these guys are part of this net, look at the fish that could get caught. Just imagine. See, just lift your hands up, those that are standing up. If you're near them, reach out your hands. Say, God, would you bless them? Would you anoint them, Lord, with your spirit? Holy Spirit, come. I pray, come from the four winds. Let breath come and let these evangelistic, gifted people, Lord, arise and be an army. Lord, would you place... In- Friends, will you join me too? Those of you sitting down, be praying for them. Let's lift our voices. Say, God, would you flow? God, would you pour out your Holy Spirit? Lord, would you give an edge? Would you let many fish be caught in the net? Lord, those that are feeling, I've tried one side of the boat. Like Jesus went and, and he said, try the other side. And they caught hundreds. Lord, we pray for an evangelistic catch of fish. Many fishermen are on the side of this river, you see, catching fish. Pray. Who's got a heart to evangelize other nations? Particularly, you love, it's not English people you want to reach. Maybe you speak another language. Who's that? I want to pray for you. Okay, Temba, others, okay, and whether in any language, or it's Arabic or whatever, God, I pray for a grace gift in this church of other languages to reach nations. Father, I pray for ascending of fishermen. Lord, I pray, Lord, thank you for the heritage of Woodside, of, of nations. I pray for a fresh flow of river, training, releasing, sending to the nations. Amen. Great. Feel free to have a sit down. Because also, this river that flows in Ezekiel 47, there are trees along the bank. And it says the trees have got leaves. And the leaves are for the healing of the nations. And uh, we heard earlier from Revelation. Right at the end of Revelation, it goes back to the city. And in the city are the trees. And the trees have got leaves that are healing for the nations. But the trees, notice the trees are on the bank of the river. And so I want to pray, God, would you release healing in us and through us? Would you release healing in us and through us? And I felt God particularly uh, wanted to bring healing to, if you have a skin complaint, I want to speak to that. So whether it's eczema or, or, or other medical words for skin complaints, whether it, well, if you have a skin complaint, I want to speak healing over skin sores. Jesus, in your name, Lord, in our healing, in our hearing, I speak wholeness and clearness to skin diseases, skin complaints in the room, be gone, be washed by Jesus. Psoriasis, eczema, go in Jesus' name. Alopecia, is that a skin one? I let Jesus bring healing. I pray. And the other one I felt I want to speak, if you have a lung complaint, so whether that's asthma or something more significant, you have, some, uh, you have a lung complaint. I want to speak, let the breath of God, let the breath of God fill your lung. Who's got lung complaints? Would you stand? Okay, whether it's asthma or, or something more. Okay, would you stand? Because we want to pray. Okay. If you were an evangelist that stood earlier, would you go and find someone that's standing and put your hand on them? Because you can join with me. So if you were one of those evangelists, because I want to pray God release healing through evangelists. So find someone that's standing. There's someone at the back here, a couple of people, Rich at the front on his own. 
Come on, somebody pray for Richard at the front here. Thanks, Ruth. Okay. So we're going to pray. You're going to be like the prophet in Ezekiel, and you're going to say, breath of God, fill these lungs, and bring wholeness. Okay, so you speak that. Breath of God, fill these lungs, and bring wholeness. Breath of God, come and bring wholeness. Breath of God, come and bring wholeness. In Jesus' name, I pray. Those of you who are asking for prayer, breathe in. Receive the breath of God. 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 And Woodside, I want you to receive the breath of God to fill your lungs. Because Woodside, you have a voice to Bedford. God has given you a call to raise your voice. It's not a shouty one. It's not the one of you know, waving a stick and shouting. It's a God fill the lungs of Woodside because you have truth to declare. You have a king to make known. You have wisdom to speak of. You have grace to converse. You have the life of God to make known. So Father, I pray for a river, a, a breath to enter all our lungs. To enter all our lungs. Amen. Do you want to take your seats? Oh, let's just let me take a breath for a minute. You see, it's because of the word of God that we know the river of, about the river of God. It's because of the word of God that we know that we can receive the Spirit. And as I did years back, as I looked in Acts, I realized it's full of it. The book is full of people encountering the Spirit and being changed. And so I want to encourage you, look in the book. Say, Where is it, Adrian? And I want it. If it's in the book, it's for you and I too. Say, Lord, you did it for them. Would you do it for me? And Paul brings some teaching. I think David Devonish next week is going to look a little bit more detail. So I'm just going to skim over. But he brings some teaching to the Corinthian church. It's a bit chaotic. And he, he speaks a verse about, he says... Different kinds of gifts, but one spirit. But he says, to each one, the manifestation of the spirit, the flow of the spirit is given for the common good. And I want to let you know, when the flow of the spirit comes, it's for the common, it's for us. But as a manifestation is given for the common good. Friends, I, I just want to make sure we get the order right. The manifestation is given for the common good. Now here's what might happen, and certainly when I grew up in churches, they decided we don't want any manifestation of the Spirit. So we decide that the manifestation of the Spirit looks like not very much. And if it is anything more than not very much, well it can't be God. So in other words, we've defined what the common good is and said, God, you've got to fit it. God, you must fit what we've decided is the good. And anything else out we don't want. It can't be you. Friends, I put it to you, maybe that God sometimes wants to bring a manifestation that's outside of what we think because he wants to break us free. So I was brought up in church where we, d- we had no expectation of being filled with the Spirit. It was outside my understanding of what the common good is until God showed me actually his manifestation was a bit bigger. 
What if God had a manifestation for you to bring and grow in that was for the common good, but because you've set the parameters, we've shut it down. And I thank God that you have an eldership team that are looking at the word of God and working with me to see, let's see the, the fullness of the manifestations of God. Don't you want that? And friends, I put it to you, sometimes that's a bit uncomfortable because you think, where's that? And we look and look in the Bible and sometimes we can find things, but there's sometimes we think, I can't quite see that, but, but look at what has happened. Look at what the change that has happened in the person's life. So friends, let's look at fruit too, because life in the spirit bears uh, much fruit. You see, some people might say the Holy Spirit brings excess. I put it to you, it's people that bring excess. <laughs> it's people that bring excess, isn't it? And we can decide to have a very tidy church and we make it look like this, or we can say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here, and we'll work to clean up the mess. You know, it's like, we can pray, we want people to become Christians, as long as it's nice and tidy. Have you ever been to a maternity ward? Okay, there's people rushing around, and there's all sorts of noises, and ah! You think, what is going on here? There's new life. Or you can go to the cemetery. It's very quiet. And everyone's in a nice row. Friends, if God is catching fish, if God is catching fish, if God is giving us a net, if God is adding people, which I believe he is, and this river is flowing and it gets wider, there's going to be mess because rivers don't come in concrete canals. Rivers come with muddy edges. And at muddy edges, people come and you think, what's going on there? Well, then we work and we pastor and we help. People don't come all clean and tidy. I mean, look at me, look at yourself. Actually, this river flows and it gets wider, but it's muddy at the edges. Friends, can you find grace for those that are in the muddy edges? Or do they have to be sorted? And we don't want that here. And friends, let the spirit bubble out. Because Jesus spent lots of time being gracious and holy at muddy edges. But what's that? The river flows. The river flows wide. So I need to come into a landing. Let's know that the presence, the spirit of God, it, it all originates in the heart of God. Okay, and wherever the heart of God flows, you look at the Bible, it's always more. It's always generous. There's always an outflowing. And friends, when the spirit of God comes among us, it will always be inclusive. It will always be flowing out. Because of that, we can know there's space for us all. Because of that, okay, because of this flow, Maybe I don't get to bring my contribution, but hey, look at what God is doing. Because we're more concerned about the flow rather than my moment. Let's look at the flow of God. Jesus says, come to me and drink. And Jesus breathes on his disciples. Receive, receive the Holy Spirit. Have you received him? Have you received him? Friends, inflow will lead to outflow. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Eagerly desire spiritual gifts. God, you're alive. Let the spirit flow out from me. And Practically, I want to tell you, I hope you've already understood, this is much more than two hours on a Sunday morning. I mean, yeah, may our churches 
I love the heritage, all that God is doing with you, and then Open Door and Kettering and many others. But friends, it's, that's only two hours. God, let your spirit flow at work tomorrow. Let businessmen and women, you're making decisions of employment and significant. Lord, let your spirit flow. God, in the classrooms, those of you that are teachers, head teachers, let the spirit flow. So I want to pray for a release of the spirit among us. Brill, thank you very much. So if, I want to invite you, if you are thirsty for the spirit, I appreciate I've skimmed quite quickly, but you all know, Jesus says, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me. And coming to him is, is what it's about. Okay, I, I, but sometimes it's good to do something. So if you are thirsty, just come right now to the front and I and others, we're going to pray for a filling of the Spirit. Maybe it's the first time, but just come out of your seat and we want to lay hands on you. If you are thirsty for God for the first time or the hundredth time, God, I want to be, I'm there, I'm thirsty. Lord, fill me. Just come to the front. Be bold. Come, Holy Spirit, upon us. The rest of us, can I ask us to stand? All of us, can we stand as they come forward? Ministry team, with Rich, if you can be uh, getting amongst these people, I'd pray for the filling of the Spirit. But all of us, open uh, Woodside, why don't we lift our hearts, our hands, and say, God, would you fill us? Father, we give you permission to colour outside the lines. Father, we don't want to define what the common good looks like. We want you to define it. So, Lord, grow our hearts. Grow our hearts, Holy Spirit. Enlarge us. Fill us with grace for these muddy edges. Oh, God. Say, come and fill Woodside with your presence, Father. Come and let the DNA, Lord, infiltrate our hearts and the kids. Lord, the kids in the church, the teens, Lord, fill them. But fill us, Holy Spirit. Let's pray for a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. A fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. We're going to pray. We're going to sing. I'll hand over to to Rich. Bless you. So those at the front are being prayed for now. Guys, across the church... If there's somebody next to you, why don't you just lay hands on them and just pray for peace, pray for the Holy Spirit to come and fill them. We're a body, we're brothers and sisters, there's nothing to be scared about. And the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he comes in peace. He doesn't come, he's not frightening, he comes with peace. So just lay hands on the person next to you, speak truth into them, ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill them, and then swap over. Spirit, we welcome you amongst us. 
So Spirit, would you wash over us now? We pray, would you fill many amongst us? Lord, we pray for rivers of living water. We are thirsty for more of you, God. Lord, we are not satisfied what's happened yesterday. We want more of your life flowing through us. God, we want what you have for us, not what we may think is right. God, we pray, would you flow your spirit through us? God, we are thirsty, not for our own sake, but for our friends, for our family, for our work colleagues. We pray, God, would you come powerfully amongst us. Lord, would you bring freedom? Would you bring life? We pray, God, would you come now in power. Let's just begin to call out to God. Ask Him to fill you. Ask Him to bring life to you right now. We say, Spirit of God, would you come? Would you come amongst us? We love you, Jesus. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Spirit, we love you, we love the effects you have in our lives, we love the fact that you give us boldness to go and pray with people, to talk to people about you, Monday to Friday, Saturdays and Sundays, we thank you for that, you're lovely. listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.